Welcome to CinemaScope, a new podcast from True Story FM. Hi, I'm Andy Nelson, co-host of the Next Real Film podcast and Movies We Like. As a passionate movie lover, I've always relished exploring the diverse landscape of cinema. And when you look closer at the taxonomy of genres, subgenres, and film movements, you see an intricate web of interconnections and influences. This complex cinematic family tree spans only 125 years. So how did styles as diverse as the French New Wave, New Queer Cinema, and Ozploitation emerge? What cultural, economic, and technological forces sculpted these styles? And what hidden threads unite them all as part of the same fantastic art form? Those questions sent me on a journey to explore each style and trace their impacts, all to better understand the bridges between different styles. And that led me here to CinemaScope. In each episode, I'll be exploring one particular genre, subgenre, or film movement in depth, inviting expert guests to help us all better understand what defines that style, how it came to be, and what branches it, in turn, influenced on this big cinematic family tree. For example, how did German Expressionism shape American film noir? What's the difference between Westerns, Spaghetti Westerns, and Brazilian Nordesterns? We'll examine the economic and socio-political forces that birthed categories like black exploitation, and we'll spotlight visionary films and directors key to the evolution of different styles. So join me as we explore the complex forces that shape film's evolution and appreciate the diverse creativity possible in its relatively brief history. Let Cinemascope be your guide to understanding this art form we cherish how its genres blend, bounce off each other, and advance a rich tapestry of storytelling innovation. Together, we'll gain a deeper appreciation for this wondrous, shape-shifting medium. Our journey begins soon. Be part of this adventure by subscribing to CinemaScope today. We're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we're never, ever, ever, ever going to leave each other. Oh, strange. What have you done? Welcome to the Film Board, <laughs> the movie conversation podcast reviewing the latest releases you've seen and want to talk about. I am your cloak-wearing musical host, Ocean. And on this episode, I am joined by the other two of the three best friends you just heard about. And we're going to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Someone once told me that the reality I thought I knew was just one of many. Careful which paths you travel down. Stronger than you have lost their way. You think there will be no consequences? We're in the end game now. I sacrificed everything. And it meant nothing. Oh, strange. What have you done? Today, I am chatting with uh, one of the other best friends, uh, Chrissy Lenz. Hi, 
Ocean. I'm excited to talk about all of the multiverses. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I I think there's uh, after this movie there's there's two, so we're good. Shouldn't be two, uh, maybe three, maybe three. One and, of them is uh, full of madness. Is, one of them is full of madness. Yes, we are we are also going to dive into the madness with Tommy Metz the third. That's me, and I'm only here to talk about madness. So you guys can talk about the multiverse all you want. I'm madness from noon till night. Noon till night, I get up late. Okay, exactly. That's that, that, that is that it's is why we that is why we brought you in. <laughs> talk about those things. Okay, so um, let's. Uh, I just want to start where I always like to start with these, which is uh, you know setting the bar for each of us as far as where we mm. were uh, with the movie. So without diving into the movie. Uh, Chrissy, can you uh, start by just telling us what you already knew about uh, Doctor Strange and what were your expectations you had going into the movie? I have seen all of the Marvel movies and I have seen at least most of almost all the Marvel TV shows. Mm. Um, wow, that's that's dedication. I, it's a lot, but the, my, the rest of my family is far more dedicated than me. So they're often watching it and I'm like, yeah, just catch me up on what's going on with Bucky and uh, the, the other guy, like whatever they're up to is fine. Um, But I, so I watched everything. I'm pretty sure that you were supposed to have seen in order to know going in what you needed to know about Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, the, your WandaVisions, your what ifs, your, the previous everything's, um, and, and I'm a big fan. I like all of that content. I like Doctor Strange. So for me, the bar was set high, uh, especially after Spider-Man No Way Home, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I saw some things. Boy, am I glad I saw WandaVision. Yikes on bikes. This would have been a rough stuff if I had not seen WandaVision. But, like, I don't own Disney+, Plus, so I just dip in and out of things when people tell me that I should watch. I haven't watched a lot of the Marvels, but I did watch the first Doctor Strange and really liked it the most out of a lot of them. And I have no idea why, because it is the epitome of fake things shooting fake things and doing fake stuff. But it's like the I like how they play with the reality of it. And I saw some of that in the trailer for this. So I was excited. I was coming for that part. And then I also was assuming I would be fairly confused most of the time and look forward to being in a very empty, but still there was like six other people in the theater when I saw it laughing and cheering and things that I did not understand, including numbers. Like you mentioned before, at one point they yes. were like 616 and the guy goes, yes. And I was like, numbers. Now yeah. we're excited about numbers because I have no idea what mm-hmm. that means. But so, okay. you d- so you were not aware that there was going to be math involved. <laughs> no, I was not. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, there, de- there definitely is. All right. Um, so for me, um, while I, I know a bit about Dr. Strange from the comics, but most of my knowledge from Dr. Strange is the movies. And um, I went into this uh, when I, you know, I went into it, first saw the trailer, knew I was going to watch it immediately. I was excited for it, saying, hey, this should be a pretty good movie because the MCU has really raised the bar to the point of where I now expect the movie to be good, not I'm hoping for the movie to be good. Mm. And, and then I, I probably, I think I had an epiphany, maybe about 10 minutes before going in, that I was curious about. So the Doctor Strange movie, while I liked it, it is not my favorite of the MCU, right? But I love Doctor Strange in everything else. Hmm. And so I started wondering, I started, so I started wondering, will I enjoy this movie as much as I do other MCU movies? Will it be the same as Doctor Strange? 
Or is Doctor Strange for me like The Incredible Hulk, where The Incredible Hulk is great in everything except his own movies? And so huh. that was my that was kind of my question going in, and then I expected to be entertained and see a good movie. So I'm just going to do a quick kind of an overview of the story of what what is where where we start out. Um, and so yeah, so basically, and I'll just say this simply. Doctor Strange had a dream. Uh, so he uh, basically, the synopsis Doctor Strange had a dream. Uh, we start with there in a, uh, there's a different Doctor Strange in, a, in the middle between two multiverses in like a little, uh, who knows what it is. You don't really know what it is at the beginning. Um, but it's the pathway between different multiverses. And so uh, he, you see a scene there where Doctor Strange gets in a fight. We're going to skip over that for now and talk about it more in detail later. And then he has a dream. He woke up. And then he goes to Christine's wedding. Because Christine is getting married, uh, they've uh, they do touch on again, of course, that he's been dead for five years, and in the middle of the wedding, a uh, monster is attacking um, America Chavez, who is a character, a new character that being introduced in this movie, and Doctor Strange goes to rescue her, and so after after that, turns out that uh, he they decide that that monster was from witchcraft, not sorcery, so they he, so Doctor Strange goes and visits Wanda Maximoff, the the Scarlet Witch, to a, to ask for her help. Turns out. She's the bad guy. She's the witch that is trying to kidnap America and absorb her powers. And now Doctor Strange must stop this person that he has never met in cinema before now. Oh, they've never met? They've never met. Interesting. So they <laughs> at least not on at least not on not on camera. There's only two places. There's only two places in the MCU where they've been in the same place at the same time and they're never they never interact with each other. So we will discuss all of that in just a minute. Love to have conversations about movies? Do you want to talk to people that loved that great movie just as much as you did? Maybe talk to someone who hated that movie just as much as you did, or someone who disagrees with your opinion entirely. If this sounds interesting to you, please join our online community of movie and TV lovers on the True Story FM Discord server. You can join for free at thenextreel.com forward slash Discord. If you like what we're doing here with the True Story family of podcasts, why not become a supporting member? Visit thenextreel.com forward slash membership to learn about the benefits like members-only Discord channels, show live streams, bonus episodes, and stickers. Stickers, 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 stickers. We start at the beginning with the alternate universe Doctor Strange, and he is in between the different multiverses fighting a monster that we at this point don't know what it is. And he is trying to save a girl that we don't know who it is. Turns out that she's America Chavez, and I'm just going to refer to her as America for ease later, later as we as we move forward. And in the midst of that, um, they uh, Doctor Strange decides that he uh, they can't win, so he's going to take her powers. And she, uh, which is a a new power for me that I was unaware that he had the ability to do, which was to take absorb another person's powers, and then. And which would kill her, but save the you know save the universe from whatever, which we don't know at the time. And then uh, it turns out he gets killed, and then they fall through to the multi. They fall through a multiverse portal that America opens, and fall into what is our Earth as we learn Earth six one six. I believe is that <laughs> I believe I have the right number there. Earth six one six, which is our our Earth, which I'd been calling Earth one all this time, like like a noob. Hmm. So then, um, and then, so uh, fast forward past that. So I'm just going to hit the highlights. Christine is getting married to some dude. Our universe, Doctor Strange is going to fight a monster to save America and then goes to recruit Wanda to help. 
And then Wanda is the bad guy who sent the monsters to kidnap America and so she can reunite with her kids. So, Chrissy, what, was, what do you think of this setup? Do you like Wanda going full bad guy? And does her motivation work for you? Ooh, that was the big question of this movie for me. And especially in the first half, it did not. I We very <laughs> recently talked about those types of movies where you're rooting for who is meant to be the bad guy. I, right? I don't know that we've talked about that yet. That's part of the multiverse of madness. The multi- I am now mad. <laughs> exactly. At the yes. yes, we may or may <laughs> not have talked about that yet. Yes. We may <laughs> talk about that. And if we do, <laughs> this will then tie into it nicely. Um, but yeah, I was on her side. Um, I, you know, for all of WandaVision, I was on her side, you know, and like she is dealing with all of this like really really big grief mm-hmm. not only for her children but also for the the love that she lost and to me i was really tripped up by her being th- th- as aggressive as she was from the very beginning because I had all these like other solutions that popped into my head. Well, why doesn't she do this? Why don't they suggest that? They've got multiverses of options <laughs> and and all of these possible ideas. Why isn't anyone offering to help this woman <laughs> instead of just be like, oh, uh, w- uh, okay, well, now we're fighting. Now we're fighting and it's very serious and it gets very serious very quickly. And, you know, she's killed a lot of people and she's fully, like, poisoned by the dark hold. Okay. But I I was still, like, crying for her. Like, she just, don't you, like, she just wants to be with her children. Did she communicate that to anybody? She talked about it with Doctor Strange. He seemed to know about Westview because he did say, like, I'm not here. I'm not mad about Westview. He mentioned it. Yes. You know, so he knew about it. And I get that not all the Avengers can be in all the movies and all the TV shows because, like, we got to keep them. We got to pay those bills or whatever. But like the the fact that there were no Avengers like willing to be like, hey, should we help Wanda out after all of the trauma that she went through? Eh, Thor's more fun. Let's deal with his (laughs) issues. You know, let's. And and so, like, yeah, no, to me, it felt a little bit on the on the side of misogyny that it was like, mm. oh, crazy woman syndrome, crazy woman syndrome. And it's like, no, she lost her children. Like, you know, she she's been through all this loss and maybe we could help. I was just like thought of, thought of so many ways they could have helped her and diffused it. <laughs> You know, when she gets cartoony, I was like, okay, I get it. Like when she was like full cartoon villain. Right. I felt more okay about it because I felt less like this was the character that I had spent a whole series like crying for. Did you as a sidebar, and I'm not trying to ask a leading question because I'm not sure how I feel about it or if I should even have an opinion. But do you find anything a little reductive about having a character who's the most powerful Which in the universe 
and all she wants to do is be a mom. Like that is her core thing. My boys, my boys. She says my boys 1900 times. I, it, that sticks a little bit for me. I'm not saying that families aren't important and stuff, but it's also like that is such a traditional mother role Mm-hmm. And to give her so much power and then have her throw everything away just so she can have kids that she made up in the first place. It just feels a little interesting. Yeah, that's that's a great way of saying it, Tommy. That's exactly how I felt. Reductive is is perfection. That she was just like had literally what what why? Nobody is trying to like help <laughs> this woman. Like and and by the way, she can kill all of you, so maybe we should be trying to put a couple of more eggs into the let's figure this out basket. Yeah. 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 Um they, they did make her very powerful in this movie, which I was a little bit surprised by. She's always been very powerful, but in this movie they I mean they ramped it up where she's just on another on a wholly other level. Uh, of power from uh, the, the, what they've even shown in the past, and I guess though, to me, part of that with with their with their motivation was also she, she just made the kids up. So there is also part of it where it's like, why couldn't she just make them up again? As one, just one possible solution that you just came up with, Ocean. Maybe she can make them up again in like a better setting. But but doesn't that mean that they were real? Like she says, I dreamed them. That means they are real, and they were real in all these other multiverses. Are those made-up kids and all those multiverses too? No, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, oh. maybe yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that is a great point. So yeah, so maybe the, she really did have kids in these other multiverses, and the ones in our multi, our universe were made up. But she ended up to she made up kids that did exist in other multiverses, other and universes. Sorry, like I I do want to come back to this when or if we end up talking about the end, like the end moment where she. Oh, we're not talking about the end. We're never going to talk about the end. <laughs> we're not going. We're not going to spoil the movie. We're just going to talk about the first five minutes, and then we're good. Yeah, I got to oh, okay. go. Cool. Soon. I'll yeah, put yeah, all yeah. that away. Yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that that happens is like, okay, somebody could have done that way back in the beginning. Like, and I, I thought that that was a theme they were trying to trying to express, which is like the question that they keep asking is, "Are you happy?" And you know, Stephen Strange is not happy, and they're implying it's because he lost his Christine. And Wanda is obviously not happy because she's lost her family. But the the point of your kids is for them to grow and leave you and have a life of their own one day, you know, and hmm. a, a mom yeah, yeah. knows that. And the point of having a partner isn't for them to make you happy, right? They have to exist on their own and be their own person. So, like, it seemed like they were really pointing a finger at, like, are you happy? And guess what? If you're not, it's not because you're missing these other people. It's because of something that you're missing yourself. Hmm. Wow. You're you're giving you're giving I this like movie it. a lot. A lot. Yeah. That's a that's that's a lot to put on this movie. I was uh, um, yeah. That that you I, I, you've given me something now to think about more as far as their motivations of things. So back up a half a step and talk about. So I, I wanted to get your uh, guys both of your guys' opinions about. Uh, what you felt about Wanda going full bad, but then to back up a step, maybe just talk about a part of the movie where you have the big fight scene during the wedding. Um, And in that, there is, um, well, we have real things fighting fake things. And there is the one-eyed monster, which um, the name of that monster is actually Shuma Goroth. They call it something else in this movie, 
Uh, but that, but yeah, Shumaka Rock. Okay. It's 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 a it's a monster from the Doctor Strange. Um, oh, okay. Comic book can, canon, and he's uh, much much more powerful than what they just what they displayed in, in this. But I guess then, since this was the first fight scene, and also setting the tone, I think visually about what we were going to see, just as much as the, with the multi uh, with the with the uh, fight scene at the beginning with America before, in between multiverses. So, uh, Tommy, what did you? Think about that setup. Like, do you feel that this set the correct tone and it seemed to write, you know, visually and it actually looked good? Or were you like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching fake things fight fake things? I did like it surprisingly more than I thought I would because of the level of invention. It's not just shooting rays and it's not just having a super fist bump. He's like creating things to cut buses in half and like in half. It made me really excited for how much imagination I was hoping would be throughout the entire movie. So I actually really liked it because they didn't the the fake things fighting fake things on the top of fake things. I think um, why I usually complain about that is they they show you everything all at once just because they can. And that's not a good thing. This, he was still was putting the camera in interesting places. He was sort of doing the opposite of what the traps that uh, Peter Jackson did in the Hobbit series, in my personal opinion, where the camera was just constantly soaring over everything and you just get really numb to it. This was always sort of grounded, grounded, which is weird because there's a huge eye monster, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool thing. And I like the interplay with Wong and I like the cape and there was just a lot of stuff going on, which was a lot of fun. Yes. And um, after after all this is over, they then introduce and we haven't discussed about America Chavez and what her power is. So America Chavez is has the ability to walk through multiverses or travel through, really walk through the multiverse, in which I guess you'd more accurately say she can travel from one universe to the other. At this point in time in the movie, she cannot control that power, but she apparently has the she has the ability to do it. And she's been doing it for a while. She's been to a lot of different places. And for uh, reasons that I could never fully explain, she also seems to have the ability for her powers to be absorbed. And I, I don't think I've seen that in anything mm. else. Like, not only could Doctor Strange... Uh, at least the the bad Doctor Strange, and then later later on Wanda exhibit the ability to uh, to begin the absorption of her powers that would kill her. But the fact that that could even happen because most superheroes, with oh, their yeah. powers, you can't you can't absorb their powers. You'd They're have not to, going you, around you can, stealing powers. You're right, right. You can kill them, but you, you can't do that. And so that to me was an interesting twist uh, on this. At least I guess I look at it somewhat as a twist on, on this movie. In that they they've intru- they've introduced a thing now where you want to know is it going to be specific to this a character America or is this now something that they want to introduce in the MCU broadly that they can that some superheroes can do this to other superheroes like Zachary Quinto in that TV show that I don't remember heroes. Uh, yes that's heroes heroes yes, the heroes yep. which okay. man that had a great first season and then made a uh, just made bad decisions <laughs> after that yeah so okay so after they defeat Shumagoroth, um, who again is much more powerful than what you saw there, and is, is actually has a, somewhat of an interesting story, uh, they they basically take America and they hide her off into a monastery called something, uh, some monastery somewhere. Have we seen that place before? Not no, not that specific one. No, no, okay. no, no. That's not no, the one. Think so. Okay, I don't think so. I think it was a different. It's a different one. Because yeah. usually they're in the 
they're in the uh, like a mansion, you know, the big ma- big mansion, and then they right. open portals to other looking man- other places that look like monasteries. But those portals, for reasons I've never really understood, but I just gonna go with. It always seems to be the portals going into somewhere filled with snow. Didn't he? Isn't that where he <laughs> trained though? When Doctor Strange was like uh-huh. learning the. No. I thought that's where they took him because that rooftop looked familiar, where they're all like doing tai chi. I would bet that Chrissy's right because they were definitely treating it like we knew where that was because they weren't like, welcome to this. They were like, hey, we're back in, I don't know, Elm Street or wherever the place. The amount of <laughs> crazy yeah. proper nouns in this movie, I just kept laughing. I, I wanted yes, to yeah. make a list of all the things I didn't understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, Chrissy. I, I, I believe, Chrissy, you are correct that that is the same place. And both Tommy and I just did not remember it. It could also because, not be. Like, who knows? No, no it is. Uh, <laughs> it I, is I now. You, you, you said it. It's canon. It, it's the same yep. place. Great. Yep. All right. Okay. So uh, getting back. So uh, the, the Scarlet Witch then. So after they decide who they are, they're going to they're gonna hide. They figure out who America is, what she can do. They're going to hide. Scarlet Witch shows up, kills some random sorcerers, and then is about to win and start taking America and absorb her powers. And... And then so um, Strange, Dr. Strange then, you know, does a couple of magic spells and then knocks and uh, America opens up a portal to a different universe. Strange jumps her through. They go through. They fall through various different uh, multiverses. And um, I just Fa- quick favorite quick part of the movie. With, I'm sorry. Favorite that was part my of the favorite movie. part of the movie. That I, I like, wanted uh, more of that all the time. Okay, so then I wasn't the only one that when you saw the cartoon multiverse thought, whoa, wait, 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 stop here for about 15 minutes and then keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Like, give me 15 minutes of animated Doctor Strange in, yep. in America in some place. And then it's like, the, maybe they then get sucked through another portal. But that's, that, was my, that was my thought. All right. So then they go, they go all the way through and they get to Earth 818, which where a good chunk of this movie takes place. Um, it is is on this on this planet. And so once there, they have the, uh, the side gag with Bruce Campbell. Uh, because, you know, it's a Sam right. Raimi movie, so Bruce Campbell must be in it and must do something funny because, I mean, it's Bruce Campbell. You know, what, what do you, what, what do you, you know, what else, what else are you going to expect? And once there, they are drugged by, um, let's see, was it by, they're drugged by Mordo, who's pe- played by Chuatel Ejiofor, and put in a box and then Strange is introduced to the Illuminati. And here is, is an area that I found interesting, the introduction of the Illuminati. Um, so the Illuminati was uh, Captain Carter, uh, was it King Bakagar Boltagon, which they just called him Black Bolt from the Inhumans, uh, Reed Richards, and finalists, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Maria Rambo version, and Professor X. And it's the Patrick Stewart version of Professor X in what must be the largest yellow chair that a, that a man needs to, to get mm-hmm. himself around it. That thing was gigantic. That chair, I thought, was straight up stupid looking. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was there was huge. nothing cool yeah, yeah. about that chair. And yeah. I, you could sort of see it in his face. He's like, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so then um, at, at this point, so when they're introduced to the Illuminati, I guess first off, the, my question is, I don't know how much either of you are into the comic books of the you know the comic books and knew with the Illuminati because they when they when Mordo first says no the Illuminati you are supposed to react although you know I don't, in theater I was in most people didn't because many people know about so I don't I was curious were you guys already aware uh, of the Illuminati and was this because this this scene more than any other the introduction is a giant fan service scene and so was this something where you were aware of and it hit you with a fan service scene or was it just random characters, new, random new characters showing up? 
I can answer very quickly because my bet is that Chrissy has a better answer. I didn't know any of this. And this is when I officially was like, okay, I'm just sort of going to hold on. <laughs> and I'm going to like turn off the part of my brain, which is like really actively trying to keep all of this in. And then I was right. like, hey, the guy from the office. It was great. Okay, Chrissy, go ahead. So no, I, I was not aware of any of these things. I was not aware of the Illuminati as being a thing. But of course, I was excited to see Professor X. I was excited to see Captain Carter because that was a big piece of the what if puzzle. Like what if Agent Carter got the powers instead of Steve Rogers? And that was such a good like it was like, that's what should have happened. So getting to see her uh, and uh, just like, you know, every every girl in the Marvel world wants justice for Agent Carter. So Captain Carter is okay. wonderful. I was excited to see this version, the Rambo version of um, uh, Captain Marvel. But you know, what's and, that about? You know, Who's Why do we have another Captain Marvel? Well, eventually they all she's become... The, she's the best friend. So yeah. in, the, in the Captain Marvel movie, Rambo is her best friend. That was the other pilot. I don't remember. But it's kind okay. of like... You know, like, so the white other guy gets to be Captain America now. It's like, here's the shield of Captain America now. Like, it's in this one. Oh, they passed it off. Sometimes they pass it off. And sometimes it's just like, well, she got the powers instead of her. Because of whatever this what if thing that I don't know what it is. What you're saying. Okay, got it. Um, Yeah, there there was a lot. There was a lot of leaning into what if. If you saw saw the what ifs, there there was a lot of what ifs. Okay. So that would reference here, but. Mm-hmm. And the what ifs are great, and I I enjoy them. And then it was just you know it's always fun to see John Krasinski anywhere. I, although I think like to my mind, I have yet to see a Fantastic Four that doesn't make me think all their powers are stupid. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm willing to give them a chance. Fireboy is oh, oh. cool. I like Fireman. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, Firestorm. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's good. What's I, his I, name? I, Human George. Human yeah. Torch, yes. Yeah, I, I like him. Yeah. Oh, why do I call him Firestorm? Oh, that's a different superhero. Sorry. Mm. Um, yes, Human Torch. Um, I, I, okay, so A, I'm going to defend the Fantastic Four a bit. I, I actually do think their powers are good. And the first, the first Fantastic Four movie, look, it's not cinematic genius, but it was good for at the time. Um, so the, <laughs> okay. the one thing, though, that I, that, I, that I experienced and had was that it was an interesting kind of thing to me that they, they got Patrick Stewart to come back and do the Professor X. Um, I would have been equally as fine had they done the James McAvoy version. Uh, and and honestly, partly oh. for, which I would argue are silly reasons on my part, Logan gave that Professor X such an amazing send-off to, to die, right? To oh. bring him back after that for this basically silly cameo that last five minutes, right, is, is kind of like, well, you've now... You know, I, I could see from fandom being like, well, well, now you've kind of tarnished this great and amazing send off you gave for this actor playing this character. Like, but, like I have no problem bringing the character back, but but I, I part of me wanted that to be the McAvoy version because then you can just, you know, because because it is, I mean, get killed five minutes later. So I'm like, yeah, go ahead and just kill off McAvoy and bring him back later if it, if it works out, you know, fine, you know, or just bring in random bald dude X and say that he's Professor Xavier. Like, we're going to really be like, oh, no, we won't accept that new actor playing this part. This thought leads into the thing that I had suggested that I wanted to briefly talk about, which is the fact that I'm sort of excited at times by this multiverse, anything can happen kind of thing. But then the fact that the whole Illuminati died within five minutes. The other problem with that is nothing matters. 
Nothing matters. There's no real stakes. If we're all just flying in from different things and we have infinite amount or 818, I don't know, versions of Spaghetti, spaghetti Man and Invisible Girl and stuff, we're going to start losing them left and right and no one really cares. It's it's almost like it's an it's it's a Pandora's box problem. I mean, once you can do everything, nothing really matters is my is my thesis. And I started to feel that at times in this movie, especially in this scene when they all just died. Yeah. Like, is, are, are, is he going to come back? Is John Straczynski in the MCU? It hasn't been officially said whether or not he, whether he is or not. I mean, they are going to make a new Fantastic Four movie for sure, but whether or not it'll star him or not has not really been announced. Well, if they do and he's there, how am I supposed to feel about that? I just saw him become <clears throat> spaghetti. I guess yeah. I kind of, I think it's really hurting my version of stakes. And stakes are important to me. And stakes are very important to me in superhero films because there's almost... Never any. And so I'm holding right. on to the stakes or the stakes are ridiculous. You know, like they're yeah. ridiculously huge. Um, so that's mm-hmm. just that I didn't have and I didn't know who Boltman forkhead was. Like I was also not enjoying as much of that as I could uh, because I'm not smart. But yeah, that's just a problem for me, potentially moving forward. I was really loved how they did it. The what they did in Spider-Man No Way Home. That was a cool way to use that power of, look, we can do all this stuff. This was an example of it not working for me. I, I'd said I, I went a little bit glass half full with that. While I agree with everything you just said, I was my thought was, well, maybe then it opens the door for, which I imagine this would be a television show, not a movie, but some way where they could revisit that planet to then explore the stakes of what happens with this. Because effectively... You know, effectively, their version of the Avengers, or at least even more powerful than the Avengers, were all killed in about five minutes. So that's going to drastically alter this planet. And we're supposed to believe that they all beat Thanos, like easy peasy, lemon squeezy, bippity boppity boop. We got rid of Thanos, and like we did a great job. Okay. Well, but the 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 way the way they explained, yeah, exactly. Well, the way they explained of how they beat Thanos um, really kind of ties back to. a throwaway line at the wedding when um, the at the wedding when Doctor Strange meets and I I'm blanking on the character's name now when he sits down and talks to the guy and he says about you know give him the time zone I've been dead for five years oh, yeah, give him the time zone right that he was like well and you're sure that was the only way to do this and he said yes this was the only way to do this and then cut two they jump to Earth eight eighteen and it's like no there were other ways to do this you know and that that, that Doctor Strange while it was, you know, he got a hold of their dark hold and did did some, you know, dashly things with other multiverses. He figured out another way to kill Thanos because so that, that Earth, planet didn't have that a planet blip. Didn't, didn't have a blip. But he oh. killed two universes full of people, so the same amount of people died. But in that version, they didn't get to come back. Oh, incursion! So. Well, yeah, yeah. Our I, I, Doctor Strange actually save those people in the long run, whereas their Doctor Strange actually killed a bunch of people. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. So then I guess, but but at this, yes, everything you're saying is correct. But I do think at the same time, it does bring up there was another way to kill okay. Thanos. You didn't have to let everybody die for five years and come back. Because the question right. wasn't well, the question wasn't it was this was it the best way it was, was the, the only right. way only right way. right right because he was saying the only way to do it was what they did that there and was that, no other way and that's Wanda's whole beef is like so you're saying that the only way was for me to destroy Vision but maybe there were these other ways but there's all these other multiverses hmm. and now that we know that there's hmm. all these other multiverses 
like Tommy was saying, everything is nothing and nothing is everything. Isn't there a version of life somewhere where Wanda died and the kids need a mom? Right. Uh, yes. Yes, there is. And the other thing that honestly, you just, when you just said that, brought up, I thought of with this was this as well. Wanda's accusation at that point about like, was this the only way and all this stuff, I think is also an accusation to Dr. Strange because the whole, I had to blow out the head of the, the man, I, uh, the, I guess man, machine, whatever, uh, you know, whatever you consider vision to be, um, that, that I love and uh, it meant nothing, right, was Dr. Strange's fault. Because if Thanos did not have the time stone, he could not have undone that. And she was doing the same thing that other Doctor Strange was trying to do to America, right? Where she was like, I have to kill you to take your power to keep it out of the hands of this more evil person. This is the same thing that other Doctor Strange was trying to do to America, right? So it's like we keep finding these cycles of... You find the cycles. And Wanda is other evil person at this point. So Because right. she's sending the monsters, so... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. There's. It's. I. I the, you know. One thing I will give definitely this part of the movie as as this convers as this part of the conversation uh, has demonstrated. There's. There's a lot of layers of what they're doing with this what if in the multiverse, and is that good or bad? Right. Like so. I guess then. I, you know. I'll, I'll just kind of put, uh, push that back to, to you, Tommy. Is. Is, the, is that good or bad? Because you have now a whole lot of, you know, in the past, you've always had, you know, uh, with any superhero stuff, you could say, well, what if they had done this or what if they had done that? And you kind of just kind of play with it and say, maybe I think, he, you know, I maybe I think this character should, you know, maybe Quicksilver should have lived and, you know, ma- you know, made it past and not been shot up by Ultron's plane or whatever, right? Just any little thing here and there. And you can say that. But here, because you have so many different multiverses and so many different possibilities it then creates this whole like you know you know this rabbit hole of different accusations and different layers of things i found even that question to be confounding because it's just so hard it's a great question but i mean i don't know it depends i guess on how they use it as i sort of explained i liked how what they did in spider-man i don't like this i like the idea of another big civil war at some point like People on one side and people on the other, because I love the airport fight scene. That's like my favorite thing in all of these dumb movies. Sorry, good movies. Um, uh, <laughs> they are all cinematic masterpieces. Just they're all cinematic. Of, exactly. Just different levels of masterpiece. So I'm not sure. I guess it re- remains to be seen. I mean, I do yeah. know that when he jumped into another portal with Shirley's Theron in a purple outfit, I felt exhaustion because I was like, what? We're just, it's yeah. never, ever going to stop. <laughs> and then I got yeah. sad. <laughs> Yeah, that was the, the, the post credit sequence was was disappointing for me. But we can discuss that more. Uh, Sorry, later, yes, lately. Yeah, we'll discuss that more later when we get to the end. All right, so let me uh, let me get back to the timeline of the movie. So here, so Scarlet Witch now is so we've met the Illuminati. Yay! Uh, you know, I'm all sorry. the fan service has been done. Uh, Ocean, let me interrupt just real quick. I have a better, more clearer answer to your question. It's tough for me because adding complexity and weird backstories is not going to help me enjoy these movies more so potentially it that may be my link to madness is if they keep having all of these now different and culturally changing in this universe and this universe and thing it might be the end for me sorry go ahead so um uh, so the scarlet witch now is going to do dreamwalking um and so apparently dreamwalking is where you can uh possess uh your own yourself 
in a different uh, different universe as long as you have the dark hold. And so uh, you, you have that, and so she's she's starting to do it, and she's figuring it out. Then the dark hold is destroyed, where uh, she then can't. And in in a plot point that I'm going to skip a little bit past, forces Wong to take her to the source of the book, which why Wong does that doesn't make sense to me because he, he understands the stakes and she's killing four sorcerers. And he's like, no, these four sorcerers are more important than the entire multiverse. The, I, and I the 150 you already killed. Right, right, right. Yeah, and exactly. it's like, that's when she goes full weirdo and it's like Cruciatus cursing them. But I was so confused. They did not sell me at all on the idea of dreamwalking being the darkest magic you could use. And if she can dreamwalk, why not dreamwalk into all of the moms that get to be moms to the kids at only the best moments? Like, oh, I I dreamwalk in on Christmas morning. (laughs) Other Wanda gets to take them to school and like, you know, make force them to eat their vegetables. I pop in at the good parts. Like if she already has that power, why? Like, and I was just supposed to believe that. Well, I, I said we said it's the worst thing you can do. So therefore, it's the worst thing you can do. And I was like, right, not sold on that. But the but I did love the idea that like there's the source of the dark hold. And it just got transcribed, and that's what the book Darkhold was. So the real villains of this piece are note takers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> absolutely. Also, um, they—I think they do a good job of selling that point, though. The whole—the I'm sorry. When I, let me back up and see what I what I mean by that point, because you you made a few. The point of why the why dreamwalking is bad because it's it it is. It is the way Doctor Strange from eight one eight or six yeah yeah eight one eight caused all of the uh, the incursions was doing that. But how? But why? Because it seemed to be, and this is what I gathered from it. So you can let me know if you got something else out of it. It seemed to be that if two multiverses or two different universes began to really fully know about each other, that's what triggers an incursion. And so oh. by by dreamwalking. By dreamwalking, you creating situations where these two universes will then begin to know about each other. Okay, look, I don't understand string theory either. So if I have to understand like all of this, then you're then you're like losing me because her job, that Christine's job, was to know about the multiverses. So why isn't her knowing about the multiverses causing an incursion in eight? One eight because she's a single person. You need to have a, apparently there's a tipping point in a, a large. Staff. Yes, well, there's <laughs> apparently there needs to be a large enough group. These, there was a throwaway line that they mentioned about it about how how because his dreamwalking caused the incursions. They talk about incursions where when they know about each other they can occasionally collide, and so that's what I took away from it. Now, look, I could be completely wrong, but that, that that is what I took away from the movie was that there was something about at, if they became on a grander scale or a grander population base aware of each other who created an incursion. Now, like I said, this could be completely wrong. I, I don't I don't know. I do, I do know the one thing yes. I will <laughs> hang my hat on is they did say that Dr. Strange's d- dreamwalking caused the incursions. Okay. They did say that, but I don't, I never understood how. 
Right. right. They, they they did not fully explain how. It, it felt like it, what it, I just told you was what I thought that what, what I thought would happen. Because it, it seems like she would be messing with the multiverses less if she dream walked occasionally into a into a mama for kids rather than go into that multiverse and become the mom of those kids. Right. I mean, that was just I I was very confused by that. Yeah, but I, I think you're you're looking for a compromise position where there is. I not. am. I want her to. Have, I want her to win. <laughs> you know, I wanted her to. In, her, in, her, in in Wanda's mind, there is no compromise position. I need my children. I'm going to be the parent of them. And what you're describing is, yeah, what you're describing is is, is a somewhat rational in, me, in the middle. And and I don't think she was in the in the right headspace okay. for that. <laughs> maybe maybe someone could have at some point been like, "Whoa, let's talk options." Yep. All right, so now that we've realized that the real villains are the note takers, when Wong takes her back to the to, to the castle, which she discovers is not a tomb but a throne, um, and here's where the movie introduced for me the first real jump scare. Right when they're in the tomb and they're looking yeah. at the four different corners, and then all of a sudden that monster jumps up, I I actually jumped. I did like, too because I was very much not expecting that because I was watching an MCU movie, not a screen movie. Or you know, stars. I'm gonna you know really scream because I mean that's just the classic Sam scary. Raimi movie, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So I didn't realize he was sprinkling some Evil Dead. So then for so Tommy for an MCU movie, um, how do you think the horror elements uh, sprinkled throughout this work? Because that was really just the first of multiple areas of where there were jump scares. You know where they they earned their PG thirteen, and so how do you think they the you know because it's MCU based, but like how do you feel that these these horror elements worked in the movie? I liked them until I didn't. And there's, I can go ahead and put this out there. There was a part of the movie that after beginning with it and everything after I lost patience and I thought was weird and dumb. And I kept like having to stifle laughter and it's the music fight. Should we, and I guess I'm skipping ahead. So the horror, because there was a lot of horror parts of like the, the, and then they just started like, kind of like this, plot contrivance thing of like, oh, skinwalking or whatever it's called is really, that's what destroys the universe. They just start saying things. I need you to protect me from what? From the souls of the damn. Why? Because it's the worst thing. And you're just like, you can't, you're just, it was, it was, there was so much weird for a movie that took place walking and talking for 20 minutes. They just started throwing crazy amounts of weird exposition that w- has no basis in anything. And a lot of that had to do, unfortunately, with the horror elements for me. Okay. So that took it away. And I think, I know it's very Sam Raimi, but I think zombie Doctor Strange, I couldn't stop laughing at personally. I just couldn't. I'd, we're not, I find no um, nostalgia for that old kind of prosthetics. And I thought it was just deeply silly, especially because you could see his eyes through the mask and it looked just like completely him. I don't know. Starting at the music fight and everything after, I was. Donzo, which I feel bad about. <laughs> okay. That didn't really answer your question, but I just wanted well, to say Well, I, I think it did. I mean, because it sounds like to me, really what you're saying then is that the, uh, you know, they, they did lean in, especially for MCU, lean into the horror elements. And that you're saying that for you, because, you know, I, I, I look to you as, 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 my, as my horror shaman. <gasps> um, and so, yeah. So then for you, then it didn't, it didn't work. Right, that it created it created more of a distraction than more of an a, an addition to the movie. I think so because he was clearly directing with one hand tied behind his back. I mean, he wasn't, and the one deeply Sam Raimi thing that he was able to do was 
the evil was the zombie thing, and that didn't work okay. for me because I thought, right. and I love practical things, but I just thought it looked silly. And so, yes, if that hopefully that answers your questions. I feel like I'm just sort of putting words together. Yeah, no, 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 you're not. It absolutely okay. does. And so then, did, did uh, so, Chrissy? Was were the horror elements a a good thing for you? Bad thing for you? Were you as surprised as I was that they even existed? I was very from the first moment when the first Doctor Strange gets killed and the goriness of what you see and how you see it. Right. What, I was like, oh, okay. Mm. This the Sam Raimi-ness of it all is is going to be um, on display, right. and I was l- excited about it and looking forward to it. And even when like the music Stark fighted, I was like, okay, this is silly. This is funny. I associate that with Sam Raimi as well. Sure, That's and it's like, point. okay, here's Danny Elfman doing the soundtrack. I get it, but I was also just like. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciated the bravery in trying something so deeply weird, but it yeah. was a, but it was a misfire for me. I, just, I wanted it. To, I wanted it to be over. And I agreed with the, the the zombie strange the the impediment to the way he was able to to move his mouth when he has like this beautiful moving moment where he realizes you know, killing America isn't the way and, right. and you know, it's robbed. It, it, you couldn't right. be in it because I, I was like, and my daughter is sitting next to me. She was just like, that looks pretty stupid. Right. And I was like, no, it does. Honey. It does <laughs> yeah. look pretty stupid. Yes. Well, I, I actually, then I, I will take the contrarian opinion on, oh. both, on both counts. Here you so, go. A, I will, uh, I will admit that, uh, the, I saw this movie with my wife and she, also uh, did not like the what she called the fan uh, was it the Fantasia fighting the Fantasia fighting scene because she because right. she thought I started thinking about Fantasia the whole time. I actually enjoyed the music fight. Oh, um, fun. yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought it was very different. Um, it um, you know there's aspects of the magic stuff like the whole. I'm going to wave my hand and a thing is going to appear. I'm waving my hand in a circle. A thing appears and it does stuff and all that. I I. I from time to time do have issues with that. But in this instance, I think the addition of the music part of it for me, I did enjoy it. I, I mean, it's, it, to me, it was it, that, you know, fighting with musical notes is just as, you know, uh, just as, I don't know, unbelievable as fighting with just random symbols that you can't recognize. Because really, to me, the, the huh. only difference between the symbols that they make when they, when they spin their hand and they make these different symbols and throw these things at each other and the symbols that appeared on the, on the, on the, uh, on the one-eyed monster, uh, whose name I'm now blanking on for some reason. sense. Exactly. Thank you. Um, and so, uh, but that, you know, and all those symbols are things we just don't recognize. And in this case, they're doing the same thing, but with symbols, we know what they are, you know, because I, I, I know what a quarter note is. I've seen that before. I know what a half note is, you know? And so there's that. And then the musical element. So for me, that, that sequence a bit did, did work so cool. I, I'll, I'll give Good. that and and I, but I was very against the whole well America the power has always been in inside of you <laughs> and you can do it trope right it's like so all of this happened and all she needed was someone to tell her no 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 believe in yourself 
and you can control things. <laughs> That's and all it, anyone needed was it, one moment it, of it's like, communication. Still, that for me was kind of like, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I wasn't a big fan of that one. Okay, so. Past uh, host Darnell Dash Smith used to call that the lost effect that the the TV show lost was on for like seven seasons. And he's like, yes. if they all just met around one campfire and all talked for 15 minutes, the show would be half an hour long. <laughs> they were just yeah. constantly not talking and keeping each other apart. There right. was a lot of that in this too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Before we leave uh, 818, which I think we're already halfway uh, gone from it. Uh, I was wondering, Christy, do you think so? They We, we jumped over the scene where a one eight has Ultrons, by the way, Ultron guards, mm-hmm. which, I, which I thought was an interesting touch. And then Wanda shows up when he gets she gets after she gets to the castle. And you have the jump scares. She gets the uses, I guess, the stones like she can read the walls to then get back to dreamwalking. And yeah. do you feel that she ran through the Illuminati a little too easily, right? Yes. And, and does this does this Captain Marvel? disappoint with her fighting abilities because because i mean some of the other ones okay but she ran through captain marvel in in time in time for you know like if you'd have left to get a snack by the time you got back captain marvel was dead right so yeah what did you think it, about how easy it was to, to do that i was confused by it because and i was most shocked that like yeah she she runs straight through captain marvel it's like oopsie oopsie no one thought to drop a rock on you um, but also, like, she completely defeats Professor Xavier in his mental mind. Like, she defeats him in the in the sphere in which he's supposed to be unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. I, and I was just like, no. Or did she sneak up behind the real guy when the mind guy was in the bomb shelter? Whatever. I don't even want to know the answer to that question. Yeah, she snapped the neck of the real guy. But No, I, yeah, but, Okay. I was just, I was confused and shocked by the whole thing yep. and was, so for, on that level, it got me out because I was just like, what? Right. Like, from the moment the the Black Bolt guy right. implodes to- No mouth. That was cool. <laughs> the shredding of this guy to the having of, I was like, the I spent the whole time going, oh, right. just gasping and reeling and yeah, I feel like they breezed right past the improbability of it and the the horror, the true horror of it. <laughs> they, that's like she just killed the Avengers, beloved right characters, yes. yes, beloved. And then there's like oopsie doopsie, off we go. And I've got other things to do. Bye. Like yeah. <laughs> Well, she had the Terminator chase uh, Strange America and Christine through the mm-hmm. waters, through the through the tunnels. In, in yeah, the water. I found that and part so, very yeah. strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did not. I I found that the first part of that is I because after she runs through the Illuminati, I did not remember why she was limping. Like it, like the implication is she got hurt somewhere along the way, but I just didn't remember it. So she I was stepped curious on glass. Why she was hurt. Okay. And she that's was why barefoot she was step on glass. I don't know. That's what okay. I took it for. In, All right. It, yeah, so it was it was a diehard Terminator Chase marriage. Oh, of, nice. But nice, I was nice. at that point I was highly confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so they yeah, and that's when they uh when they run and they escape through the tunnels and then they they escaped uh to the space between universes. 
and then uh, they find the, the escape place between universes, so a strange Christine and America. And then once there, they find what they're looking for, and Wanda destroys the Book of MacGuffin. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> the Shanti. Um, and then and then they send Strange Christine to the Earth where they where they have the music fight, right? And, and there the, the that Earth is already going through an incursion, which apparently, as they now have established, incursions take time, and, and that's you know, and, and they're, they're, that's I don't know, I don't know if there's any real value to knowing that it, it takes time versus. Uh, Versus being all inside of one minute, but then, um, re- really, then at this point, we're really kind of just into the penultimate part of the of the movie, where they then they have the music fight, which we've already discussed, and then then there's the the power has always been in your control speech. We're already then for for you, Tommy. Then we're already then past where you're kind of getting fatigued about about things. So okay, so so then so then the the power is always in you. Then speech was the, was that rousing for for you in any way or completely diluted diluted by the terrible makeup by the prosthetics. Okay. I couldn't. I was yeah, laugh. Yeah. I was like laughing, and I don't do that. Like I'm not a cynical yeah. movie watcher, but I was like, this isn't. And I'm not saying. It's bad. I'm saying it's bad for me. This is such a right. misfire for me on every level that I, I'm starting to not care about being alive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Because really, at this point, they're fighting again. There was another fight scene. There's yeah. a yeah. lot of fighting in this movie. Yep. I, I was I was surprised about you know because when it first starts out, there's quite a bit of talking here and there. But then once you get to this point, you start to realize, wait, there's a lot of fight scenes in this movie. They're, they're, that's that's really what they're doing through a good chunk of this movie. So once America, so now America's in the fight because she knows that the power is in her. Uh, she realizes she can't win, so she shows Wanda her kids, where the Scarlet Witch now learns that she is the monster her children fear. This is a bit of a hero turn for Scarlet Witch, right? She now realizes she's in the wrong, and it feels remorse and sadness. And so then, first off, I guess let's start breaking it in half. First part, did you feel that the, the impact of the scene was earned? Right, would you know? Like, how did you feel about that scene of when she now sees the kids and realize, and when she realizes that she really is the problem and she's not on the side of right? Which up to this point, like all villains, she's been the hero of her own story. She says that line again. She starts to say that line again. I'm not a monster. I'm a mother. Right. Um, yes. And she realizes, oopsie, oopsie. I yeah. did, I did dreamwalk into your mom and walk her over a whole bunch of glass. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Um. And then, but see, and this is why the whole movie didn't work for me, I think, because all that needed to happen was for the Moana moment where this universe's Wanda gives the Scarlet Witch Wanda, like, you know, gives her back the heart of Tefiti and says, they'll be loved. Like, isn't that all you care about is that they'll be loved? And she's like, you're right. It is all I cared about. And then she turns back into the good version of herself. Like, wasn't there an easier way to get to that if any of the other Avengers had like, or even if Doctor Strange had wanted to show her a different possible? She, well, she, she had been offered that. She'd been asked that and offered that. Doctor Strange did actually ask. I don't know if it was Doctor Strange, but she he was asked. asked. Her, he, he said, what's going to happen to their mom? Isn't it enough? Well, yeah, it also isn't enough to know that they are taken care of on the universe. And she says no. And then there was a thing of where I don't remember who was asking, but because because this movie has some decent exposition and try to explain all all this craziness. And there was a scene where someone was asking her, "Why not just have America take you where they are?" Right. Yeah. And so she was like, "Well, what if they get sick?" And so therefore, if they I think it was Wong. 
Wong was yeah. asking, like, yeah, yeah, this is Wong. Why don't I just have her take you? And it's like, what if they get sick? Then I have a multiverse of possibilities. I have to then take them somewhere else into some other multiverse to have them get healed, right? And that's why she's, you know, basically entered into the, the area of, yeah. I have a solution and no amount of logic is going to take me off of it. Until it did. Until it did, though. Well, but that like, was more of an emotional reaction. There was, there was there wasn't logic. It was emotional. She realized that. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Is like, couldn't we have like? Doesn't Doctor Strange have the ability to foresee all these different? Like, I was just confused by the fact that there was not a not a lot of sympathy for her as like a person who had lost something. And at that moment that you're talking about Ocean, that's the moment where I was like, oh no, she cray like when she's like, no, I have to go to the other multiverses and I have to get prescriptions for them. I'll, I'll get yeah. a prescription for them in every multiverse. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh no, you really are crazy. Um, all she needed was to, was to have one moment of being like, hey, you're not helping them in the way that you think that you're helping them. I guess this is an open question. I'll start, I'll start with you, Tommy, as well. Am I the only one that was surprised that the Earth 838 Wanda did not kill the Earth 16, 616 version for what she had done? Because Wanda is... I got lost in all the numbers. Yeah, the, so the, the Wanda that, that was... Good like, Wanda so the Scarlet Witch, didn't yeah, kill the bad Wanda. Wanda the, right, the Wanda that was dream-walked into and walked through glass. When she realizes she's her kid and she's just laying, she's laying on knees crying... Were you surprised that at that point that one didn't kill the other one? No, because I felt like they were we were already way down the line of she has to take her own life. She has to she has to pay for her sins by herself, thus giving herself some sort of an honorable ending. And then that and that's where she uh, destroyed by destroying herself with the building, and again displaying an insane power of being able to destroy every copy of the dark hold in the multiverse. Yep, and and we know that because they told us. <laughs> they told us, right? And, when did she do makes, that? <laughs> yes, but that means like, wait, she could do things in other multiverses. That's yes, right, right, right. Who who gets to do stuff in other multiverses, and how and why? <laughs> like, yeah, if she can destroy them, she could have gotten. She didn't need to go to the castle. She could have just gone. Right. She could have yoinked over to another willing and be like, I'm taking this book. The end. I'm going to take this one. Yeah. And same thing for when she finally had her boys. Like she could have been like, oh, they need penicillin. Let me just rifle through the multiverses till I find some. <laughs> this will be a sketch one day where she's like, what if they get girlfriends and I don't like those girlfriends? Like, what, if, <laughs> what if they play sports and I can't make it to both games at the same time and I have to be at two different multiverses at once? Like The, the line many- at CVS is too long in this universe. Come on, boys. <laughs> I need to go. Yeah. It's just like it's more and more petty. <laughs> I said no pickles on my burger. <laughs> Yoink. Yeah. Yeah. Then, all right. So now that we've wrapped up, wrapped up with this, so uh, Strange is... Uh, you know, the Wanda's now killed herself and every single um, every single dark hole in the multiverse. And Strange has a third eye um, for reasons. And uh, we have an ending. So at this point, and I'm, I think I already have a gauge from you, Tom, of where you're at. But like, does this ending and conclusion work for you? I didn't get it. I didn't understand. He seemed to be all happy and in a doctor's ad, and then he started screaming in the middle of the street, and then he had a third eye, and then it ends, and then we see him later, and he's happy, and he jumps into a cloud with Shirley's throne. I didn't have any idea what any of that meant. I don't know the significance of the third eye other than, like, Indian, you know, or uh, Middle Eastern uh, philosophy. What was happening to him? 
And why was he happy in the next scene? What? <laughs> I was so over it so, by this point. I was like, whatever. Sorry. So do you know what, why was he, uh, did yeah, it hurt? So it, the no, growing the eye? Yes, it's a reference from the comics. It's the eye of, I think it's Amalgam, or I don't remember the guy's the name, but it's the same eye that, that the amulet he wears around his neck, how it opens and closes where he was holding the time stone before. That amulet is actually a third eye. And so in the comics, there is times where he has it in his forehead like that. And it, but it doesn't look like an actual eye oh. in the comics. It looks, it looks more like that amulet that's around his neck. Um, and then it, it has various abilities, but that's that's where that's from, and that's what they're then adding on to. Now, in the, in, in the MCU, they're explaining it as because he used the dark hold, it gave him that ability. Kind of like how the evil Doctor Strange from the uh, music right. fight had that third eye. That that's where he got it. So, are they saying that maybe he's got some evil in him? Is that what the, all the screaming is about at the end? Uh, potentially, yes. Or, the, 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 yes. So potentially there is some evil in it, but there always has been, right? There, right. There's always a, you, you know, because realistically, which is I do think is interesting, every version of Doctor Strange and any other multiverse, all the what ifs, everything else, he is really more of a jerk than the version that we get, hmm. right? He always is. He's he's kind of like, it, it always, his his set of morals do raise into question, well, is he better or worse than the quote-unquote bad guys? Right? Mm. Because he is constantly, he's going to do everything on his own and he's doing things his own way. I know what's right for everybody. Do what I say or, you know, or suffer the consequences of not doing what I say. He has to be the one holding the knife. Or mine. Right. Yes. Exactly. So he's not, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think that you could even, of all the different rabbit hole conversations we could go down, which is, is he actually a hero, right? Or is he just doing villainous things to people that were okay with him doing villainous things huh. too? That's cool. Yeah. Th- yes. Ocean, you hit the nail on the head. And the only reason we're okay with him messing with Wanda is because she's gone a little crazy for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, with the post-credit sequences, well, he is, you know, invited to go somewhere, invited by someone to go somewhere. Um, you know, that, I ended up Googling who that character was, and it was not um, impressive for me. I think for, for me, the problem became... Can I, oh, can I jump in on one thing that you said really quick before we go away Absol- from it? Absolutely. Which was that I, I thought another, like, really nice theme in addition to, like, are you happy and what needs to make you happy is, like, are you the worst version of yourself? Should every version of yourself be judged by the template of the worst version of yourself hmm. and what and the worst version of yourself did, hmm. we, you know, because they want to condemn their Doctor Strange according to what the this Doctor Strange had done and this Wanda oh, right. is good and is a mom and that Wanda is bad and is Scarlet Witch, like, Oh, that's cool. Are we the worst version of ourselves, or is there a way that no matter what multiverse we're in, we can still make good choices and learn? Right? Which I think was what we were supposed to be getting from that end of Wanda and that end of Steven, where he's like, No, America, you have the power. You hold the knife, right? And so then his happiness at the end, I think, was in him realizing that like he's always still trying to become a different Stephen Strange. And that he's not going to get his Christine in this world, you know, and all right. those things sort of shuffling together. Yeah, yeah, it could be because <laughs> we are getting the best version of Dot Strange because every other version of him is Zooks crazy, <laughs> really dark, and does some really crazy things. So yeah, 
Yes, and and also this this one that that character too as well is um, uh, Clea, the one from the post credit scenes that Charlize Theron played is Clea, and so she's uh, oh goodness, she's uh, oh goodness, like she's related to the big the big evil. You know that at the end of the first Doctor Strange, the one he's like, I'm I'm here to bargain with time. Like she's related to him in some kind Dormammu? of Dormammu. Yes, yeah, Dormammu. <laughs> You're where, making where that. Where she up. cut open to was thank you. Yeah, good pull. Where she cut open to was the that dark universe where he was. And then, um, and then, so she's related to him in some way. I don't remember what it was exactly. And also, um, throughout in the comics, after a while, they become a, like she becomes his love interest. And so, in the MCU, by kind of closing out the Christine thing, it allows them to open up to if if they want to be, you know, they can be partners, they can be best friends, they could be she could be the new love interest. It opens up the ability to explore all the different avenues of that relationship. But, but again, I didn't feel that it really took us anywhere, right? It was like, oh, okay, well, we have this, we've, we've just had this multiverse of madness adventure with Doctor Strange, and your post-credit sequence is like, oh, okay, so he's going to go to the next adventure. And, and I found for me, and you let me know if you guys had a different one, I found I didn't really care. Nope. Right? It was kind of like, oh, okay, you're just going on another adventure. Uh, okay. Like, it, did, it didn't feel like it was progressing anywhere. It didn't feel like it was like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. It, can't feel like, it didn't feel like, oh, this will be different. It just felt like, okay, well, this is the continuing adventures of Doctor Strange. And, I'll, you know, I agree. I'll, you know, I'll watch it when it comes out, but, you know, it, it, you can take your time. I'm not going to hold my breath or anything. <laughs> it's so overwhelming at that point to be like, yeah. oh, my God. Now they've got makeup in the, these universes they're doing big uh, a big bold eye now we have to learn about a universe where they're doing jumpsuits and big bold eye okay like I'm so, right the I'm word so again exhausted. that i used was exhausting yeah that's yeah. what okay. i felt i was right. like okay. okay well um since we've really discussed this movie in in an exhausting amount of detail um all right so uh given uh so the bar given the bar that you said earlier did this movie make it over? Was it below, at, or exceeding your expectations, Tommy? It was probably right on the mark, I think. Like, I understood okay. about the small amount that I thought I would understand. And there was some, no, a little bit under, because they didn't play enough with the reality. I loved the beginning fight scene. I didn't like a lot of the other fight scenes. I like the part in the Hall of Mirrors and stuff like that. That's why I love changing viewpoints, changing reality, and there wasn't quite enough of that for me. And when there was, it was like, for me, a misfire like the music scene. So I would say a little bit less than I was hoping for, but overall, yeah, the end. For me, it, it fell below. I, w I was disappointed, and I, I was surprised to be disappointed. I've rarely been disappointed by Marvel um, uh, content. And I, you know, as I talked it through with my kids and stuff, they were like, Oh, don't you remember this from that? And I'm like, look, I do my best to remember this from that. <laughs> and I have tried to, in t to take in all this content in a way where I have an understanding, but boy, this left me in the dust. It really did. <laughs> and, um, so I, this for me is probably going to end up in the Thor the Dark World mm. category Ooh. of like, wow, I, I like all of them, but oof, yeah. this one you can you can keep. I'm all for <laughs> Sam Raimi getting to do more Marvel. Sure. 
Um, mm-hmm. I liked that, and I really enjoyed, you know, Danny Elfman's um, take on the music. And but I was just like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah. So for me, um, really same deal. It, it it was below my expectations. It was a. I think this is a good movie, and it was well done, and it has a lot that it's offering there. I I think that a large part of it for me is that it's just you know, sorceries and, and all those wizards just isn't my jam, right? These aren't the superheroes that I just say want to do. And it just, it just didn't, it, that part doesn't work for me. And I think it reinforced, you know, because I did struggle for a bit going in wondering, I had my question wondering, and then I think it just fully reinforced that I love Dr. Strange in other people's movies. Hmm. And that's where I want him to be. Yeah. I, and so his own movies are just, it's, it's too much. Uh, it, you know, it's too much Doctor Strange. It's too much wizardry. It's too much uh, waving our hand in a circle and things happen, uh, you know, or or given the, the what is it, the hook em horn sign, you know, and everything like that to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, given, given the, the, yeah, given that sign and everything that it does stuff. And so that's all of that. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah, putting your wrist together and doing yeah, all of that. Um, it, it's a little too, it's, a, it's too much of a... <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, so when I, um, so, so for me, I, while I, of course, will watch Dr. Strange three, whenever it comes out, I am Same. not in any hurry for it to come out. Well Agreed. Said. All right. So we're on Letterboxd. Uh, True Story FM's family of film podcasts are all part of the Next Reels HQ page. Letterboxd is a great way to track movies you see, write your own reviews, and be a part of a larger community of film lovers like yourself. Sign up for your own account today, and if you upgrade to a pro or patron account, use the discount code NEXTREAL at checkout to save 20%. (gasps) This works for renewals as well. Mm. So, that leads us into Chrissy. I'll start with you ladies first. What would you give us out of five stars, with or without a heart, where would you rate this movie? Well, I'm a a mother, not a monster, so I'll give it a four. Okay. (laughs) And I'll probably have to heart it because I feel like I just want to heart all the Marvel movies. I'd still heart Thor The Dark World, so... That's 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 a, that's a level of generosity I will never achieve. <laughs> All right, so so uh, to, Tommy, what, how would you how would you rate this? Yeah, I will give it. I going between two point five and three. I will settle at three with a heart. I uh, also had the same ish thoughts of you, Tommy, where I had the two point five or three. I will go with three because again, I think this is a well made movie, but I think it is me, so no heart. Because ah. I and I and I feel that the and the reason for that is I feel that a heart in like I guess, I guess let me back up I give it no heart because I don't care if I ever see this movie again mm. right and mm. so therefore it's like nope it was a good movie but I I will probably never see it again and that, and I realized that even when I was watching this movie I was sitting there thinking you know what maybe it should have crossed my mind to watch the first Doctor Strange again. But again, that movie as well was one where it's like, I watched it. It was good. I've seen it once. I feel that's enough. I I felt I, I wanted to watch this one again. I I think I will feel differently about it when I see it again. Okay. Well, you, you let me know how that goes for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look forward to hearing about it. Thank you, uh, Christy and Tommy, for uh, joining me tonight to talk about uh, talk about Doctor Strange and the madness of the multiverses or 
in the multiverse of madness (laughs) or the madness on the outside or the inside of the multiverse around the circle of the madness between the multiverses. Yeah. Tommy, what are you uh, doing next in your, um, in in your podcasting slash movie making world? I am still editing my short film, my short horror film, and it's going on very well, slowly, but surely. And, um, I don't have anything else to say about podcasting at the moment, but what's that smell? will be coming back someday. Nice. Bet you're bippy. The end. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chrissy, what do you have coming up next for you? Uh, well, on the most excellent 80s movies podcast, uh, the next episode that's going to come out is going to be War Games, talking about the ethics of War Games. Uh, and then we are uh, going to gonna do weird science. Oh, it's time, no. it's time to look at weird science, and I'm afraid. I know. That film yeah. seems like it might be a little problematic. I think so. <laughs> Why would it be problematic? <laughs> ocean do you want to hear ha- Guest Ocean <laughs> and we can talk about it? Yeah. Oh, uh, while I would I would love any time to, to, <laughs> to be on the most excellent 80s movies podcast because, uh, you know, I do have a I do have a soft spot for 80s movies, and I I, th- I think we're starting to hold up. I, I, I believe in it. I, I, okay. I haven't seen it in 20 years, but I believe in it. I think that we will watch it and be like, yes, they were. Love it. No notes. Exactly. No notes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, and uh, for this uh, coming up next month on the film board is Top Gun Maverick. USA. If you say so, I still don't think it's really a movie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> then, you know what? Even if it's not, we will discuss the trailer. Let's for, do it. We will discuss the four-minute trailer for an hour and a half. So <laughs> buckle up, people. Get ready. So thank you, everybody, for listening. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. And we're off. Here we go. In three, two, one. We're going into combat on a level no living pilot's ever seen. Not even him. You think up there you're dead. Believe me. My dad believed in you. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Someone's not coming back from this. Those are your pilots. Anything happens to them. Smoke in the air! Smoke in the air! 
you will never forgive yourself. No turning back now. And I just wanted to remind you again to please join our online community of fellow movie lovers. Learn more at thenextreel.com forward slash discord. And if you're not already a member, please consider supporting this show. To learn more, visit thenextreel.com forward slash membership. Don't forget to do the stuff you're supposed to do with your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, listen, and most importantly, share. Please let any of those movie lovers in your life know about the show. The best way we have to get more people listening is you. And coming up next month, Top Gun Maverick. The Film Board is a production of True Story FM, engineered by Pete Bright. Visit the show at True Story FM. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash Letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well.